morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time you're listening to the podcast. Welcome to Truckers USA American. My name is Miguel Reynoso. Folks, today I want to talk about this piece of article that was released by the FNCSA. And this article says that uh, this year, 42% more accidents were reported than previous year. And those accidents were caused by truck drivers. And the Federal Highway Safety Administration says that they conduct a survey and they deploy hundreds of uh, federal inspectors all over the country just to observe that truck driver behavior while they driving a semi-truck or while they're driving a commercial vehicle and the conclusion was that 70% of these truck drivers were reckless and a hazard to the public and and some of the reports that they got from the uh, inspectors says that some of the truck drivers are uh, tailgating following too close improperly changing and not paying attention to the road. Plus, the observation concluded that at least 40% of the truck drivers were interacting in social media while driving a semi-truck. <laughs> now, folks, you guys know that that, you know, that that is true. And because every day that you up there and you're driving a semi-truck, uh, you see a guy with his foot on the dashboard and watching a video or watching a media, uh, uh, you know, or interacting in social media, just like this report says. And the problem with these folks is that this create problems for us. And the problem, uh, the problem with this situation is that this is going to give the FNCSA more reasons to put more sanctions, create more laws, and trying to, uh, re- you know, restrict restrict us to 60 miles an hour. And because I mean, some of these guys are not paying attention. Because I mean, how can we deny that we have a, a lot of reckless drivers up there? Because we see those guys on a daily basis. You know, guy that he's basically driving along the highway, but he's not paying attention. You know, like this report says, his food is on top of the dashboard, and he's watching a video, or maybe uh, I know interacting in social media, and not paying attention to what you know what he's supposed to be doing. And you know, this report is accurate because they're not gonna guess this stuff. I mean, this stuff is up there. And we've seen it on a daily basis. But, I mean, and I don't understand because the FNCSA also released a, a uh, article that says that they were helping, I don't know exactly who they were helping, but they said they were helping, uh, I don't know if it was the uh, truck driving school or uh, the trucking companies. I don't know exactly, but <coughs> they said they were helping and they were giving millions of dollars to make sure that these uh, new drivers, you know, 
who are safe and operating and you know uh, in a safe way the problem is i mean i don't know what's going on because i mean i'm not gonna say just the new drivers because i see a lot of old drivers up there that they you know driving reckless and they're not paying attention and they just don't care like you know i see a guy i know this guy that was driving driving for more than 10 years and he loved tailgating he just loved to get him you know behind behind this any car and flash you know the lie so that you know the guy can move out of the way and i don't understand if, if, if we're in a highway that has three lanes and this guy is in the left lane and you're coming in the left number one you're not supposed to be in the left lane and you're in the left lane and flashing the light on this guy so he can move away so you can pass why don't you move to the middle lane and pass the, the guy you don't have to get him you know right be, you know behind the guy and tailgating him you know so he can move out of the way just imagine if the guy has to break for an emergency or whatever something happens i mean you're just gonna you're just gonna roll this guy over because i mean you're just you're gonna hit it and, and i know some i guess i hear some of these guys saying it's like well i mean i don't care this is not my truck it's company truck the problem with this is like that's not your truck but anything that happens in an accident is on you you that one they're gonna be blamed for it because you're supposed to be the professional driver and every time something like that happens i mean the comp the big companies they have lawyers they have millions of dollars to get out of this the situation they have money to settle whatever you're done and believe me some of this company a you create an accident and it was your fault they're not gonna back you up okay they're not gonna back you up and if just just think about it. if you're working for somebody that has 50 trucks or let's say 100 trucks and you create a fatality on the highway remember a hundred a company that has a hundred truck is not a it's not a big trucking company that's a small company and these people probably don't have the funds to settle any lawsuit okay and you'll be like well but you know you have a hundred car you never have a hundred trucks no a hundred trucks it is not a large trucking company compared to some of the company that has you know 5,000 25,000 trucks now that's a large trucking company they have funds set up for that you know and remember those big companies they probably have somebody that claim that he's the owner but you know there's a group of people there's a group of people that own their company and you know they have phone set up for that situation so we need to think about you know the situation because i mean this is maybe the company drivers don't get affected but the owner operator gets you know real hurt on this situation because you know if they implement more laws and more rules and they restrict us to 60 miles an hour then we're not going to be able to make any money because if you pick if you pick up a law let's say in ohio to deliver in washington state that legally running legal with the ald takes you five days right now if you're doing 60 miles an hour because remember if you hit a lot of traffic you're not going to be able to run more than 500 miles that day so now you're not going to be able to run more than 550 maybe 600 600 miles a day 
and you're not gonna make any money. And that load that used to take you five days, now it's gonna take you a whole week. Now we're losing money. And some of you guys don't see it that way, but that's the way it is. I mean, the, the more excuses we give the Department of Transportation to implement rules and come up with new laws to basically restrict us to do the job that we're doing right now, then we don't. I mean, we're not going to make any money. And some of the company drivers will be like, well, I mean, I don't care the company that were, you know, they had the freight. But the problem is, if you don't make the miles, you don't make the money. So, but I know some of you guys don't care. And, and and it's just not the new the new truck drivers because there's a lot of old drivers that like I said before they're reckless and they don't care they just don't care but that, that's the situation that has been going on also says here that um, <coughs> the report was that number, number one cause of accidents for uh, rollovers is what's improper lane changing you guys know it's true I mean if you, if you change lane sudden with a heavy low and you know the low might shift and you have a rollover over speed limit on the highway going on, going too fast off the ramp you know people those a speed limit posted on the off ramp is not for cars it's I mean it's, it's not for a truck it's for a car 35 miles an hour in the off ramp it's not for a semi truck. It's for a car. But I've seen you guys doing 60, 70 miles an hour sometimes going off the highway. So, but, and um, he says here the number one cause of basically uh, rear, end, rear end collisions are, I mean, you know, you know, following too close, you know, tailgating, you know, uh, interacting in social media. I mean, like I said before, we cannot deny that. And the problem is, I mean, the more, you know, the less you pay attention to the road, you know, the more chances you're going to end up in an accident. Because remember, it just takes a second, just a second to create an accident. And it takes a second just to blink. So, I mean, I know... Most of the trucks these days, they have, you know, those uh, warning devices and, you know, safeguard, whatever. But the thing, remember, this is our warning devices. This thing is not going to stop that truck, okay, in a hassle situation. Because if you're not paying attention and by that thing that the machine or the, you know, device start beeping and you come in at 70 miles an hour and everybody, you know, it's a stop, you know, in the middle of the highway or there's an accident or, you know, uh, congestion or whatever, you're going to create a real bad accident. So, you, you got to be careful up there. And, uh, you know, another thing, folks, I, I seen a uh, a video that this guy is posted in one of those uh, channels that says that... Uh, he becomes an owner operator and he's making a hundred thousand dollars a month. And I'm like, what the heck? I don't understand why some of these guys will come out and say that he makes a hundred thousand dollars a week. I mean, a month. I'm sorry. As an owner operator, I mean, who the hell is gonna make a hundred thousand dollars in one month? 
especially with the current market situation with the freight. Nobody is going to make that kind of money in a month, okay? Not even when the freight was moving, because if you check the low boards right now, the freight is down. There is no freight to move, and whatever freight is posted over there, it's not paying. So I don't understand how this guy is claiming that he's making $100,000 a month. And this is the thing that makes a lot of drivers think like, well, I'm going to get me into a truck because if I'm going to make that much money, you know, I mean, I'm going to do it. And this is why a lot of drivers are, are sitting on the truck stop complaining and crying. They're like, what am I going to do with this truck? I already invest $150,000 just to get, just to get this uh, truck and trailer. And now I'm not producing the money to pay for all these bills because guys like this guy, be claiming that he's making a hundred thousand dollars a month <clears throat> and you guys know not even when the freight was moving there was you know the good season talking about like what five years ago not even not even at that time you make a hundred thousand dollars okay come on maybe 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 i'm not not even a thing because remember if you're moving lows for the brokers you're not going to be able to get, to get, you know, team lows all the time. Okay. The only, co- the only, the only, uh, the only way that you're going to be able to get team lows is if you work for a big company that has a network freight and they're going to have you pick up a trailer and dropper and one of the drop chart that way. That's the only way you're going to be able to get lows like that. But if you have one truck and one trailer and you basically you know buy a reefer remember you know a lot of companies they will not allow you to drop and hook a reefer because the problem with the reefer is if the reefer breaks down and the unit start running whatever's on that trailer is going to get damaged they're not going to take that chance that's why you see they create those appointments for the reefer loads because they're going to have to have somebody in that yard you know, 24-7 checking the fuel, uh, checking those reefers, just in case either reefer chops down or anything happens to the reefer or, you know, just for anything. Just remember, the, the reefer, you know, maybe go for a low on fuel or whatever, maintenance, one fu- you know, one of those uh, uh, relays or fuels or whatever, you know, burn or something and, the, you know, that unit shut down. So, don't fall for these people. They come out and, you know, saying that they make that much money, whatever. And I'm thinking this is combined with some of these leasing company. So, they, you know, this guy again, like, well, if I can go, you know, if I can make that much money, I can go buy one of those lease trucks, you know, and make a lot of money. The problem with this is, like, <laughs> if you get into a lease right now, you're not going to be able to make not even the money to pay for the lease. So, and... You know, some of these leasing companies, even the Department of Transportation right now is targeting them because because all the fraud that they committed. Not all of them. I'm not saying all the all the leasing companies, you know, are doing that, but the majority of them are doing, you know, you know, a lot of fraud and you know telling the drivers that okay, you know, you lease this truck for four years or whatever, and at the end of the lease, the truck is yours and it is not true because at the end of the of the lease, you know, you have to pay whatever amount they put on the little paper that you signed that you forgot about so and that situation you know 
is is been happening basically on a daily basis and i'm thinking like this guy you know putting videos on social media saying that they make a hundred thousand dollars come on guys don't fall for that do not fall for that because you're not going to make that money you're not going to make that money and you know and some of you will be like bro how you doing look man i'm an honor operator i know and i'm not making not even five thousand look let me put this way these days right now with the current situation with the freight if you make seven thousand dollars in one week okay that's a lot there might be a week that you might make eight thousand dollars but let me put it this way and i'm talking about a reefer not a drive not a dry low because dry vans don't make that much money okay but right now i mean i don't know i mean the, the market is down for everybody okay <clears throat> so you gotta be careful and don't fall for all these scammers guys that's telling you that they're making that kind of money so you can get into a truck and a trailer because i bet you a hundred dollars if you ask some of those guys they're gonna recommend you a leasing company so you can go and get your truck over there because they're gonna get you everything and remember the moment you sign that lease and you put it because you gotta put at least five thousand dollars down so you lose your five thousand dollars that's minimum for a lease so you lose your five thousand dollars and you're not making the money and probably that was five thousand five thousand dollars that you save you know over the years working as a company driver so don't fall for that kind of stuff because you know it, it, it is not you know it is not true you're not gonna make a hundred thousand dollars up here not true and another thing folks over here uh ups was having a lot of trouble with uh the union company that represents uh, most of the employees that they have uh, especially the drivers and uh, the union company calls a uh, teamster uh says that while they were sitting down for negotiation this past wednesday uh that uh ups officials just walk away from the negotiate you know negotiating tables and now on the other end ups official says that no the teamster walk away from the uh negotiation table so <laughs> now they have a dilemma there he says we say they say nobody knows exactly what happened because there was nobody there there was no press or nothing like that but teamster claims that uh ups official basically uh walk away walk away from the negotiation tables and says that uh we can do nothing more this is all we can do for you guys take it or leave it and uh basically without you know uh getting into an agreement because i mean whatever the agreement that they have with this uh, union company i mean it's going to end up in a in couple of weeks and you know like like the article says that uh, you know each other accusing each other of walking away from the table and that nobody knows what happened but the you know uh, you know the, the the union says that uh ups walk away from the table around four o'clock in the morning after refusing to make last you know and final effort to you know negotiate with the uh, union company and you know the union says that this multi-billion dollar corporation you know has plenty has plenty of money to give to the american workers and they refuse it to do so and 
if they don't comply, if they, if they don't comply with whatever demands they are asking, then they're gonna go on strike. And people, you know that. <clears throat> I mean, it's not just UPS having problems right now with freight because I mean, every if you're in the freight business, if you're in the trucking industry or transportation industry, you know that that freight is down. There is not enough freight to move right now. I don't maybe because whatever happened with China, there was you were China was shut down, Asia, whatever for the COVID, and that freight is not coming in. Plus, whatever whatever freight that is local, you know, okay, it's not you know it's not moving. It's they don't have that demand of freight. Companies like UPS, okay, don't have enough freight to move. You know. That's gonna create a problem, and some of you will be like, "Well, that doesn't affect me because I don't work for UPS." But let me read this way: uh, If you're an owner operator and you move loads for a comp for a broker called Coyote, then you're moving uh, UPS freight because basically Coyote is a UPS company. And I know some of you guys. That's all you guys do. You just move UPS, I mean uh, Coyote loads all over the country because. They have powers, you know. They have, you know, the what are they called? T fours, uh, uh, you know, power only trailers that are loaded and empty, so you can move around. So if you do that, then you do you're working for UPS, believe it or not. So and if UPS doesn't have that volume of freight, then you're not going to move any loads. So in a way, it does affect you because you know. You're thinking like, oh, I just move loads for the brokers. But the thing is, you says, oh, I only move loads for these brokers because I don't deal with UPS. I don't deal with FedEx. But the thing is that you don't know is that maybe UPS or FedEx on those brokers. Because remember, this company, they used to have, you know, that volume of freight that they have that network that they have so much freight that they cannot move, they cannot handle. So they create those, you know, brokers company so they can you know, pass those freight to the outside carriers. So, so they can move most of the loads that they cannot, you know, then they're not able to move in the daily basis. And that's how you get those loads. So believe it or not, if they lose freight, we lose freight because we move freight for these people. So, and I know some of you guys will be like, well, I mean, like I said, it doesn't affect me, but it does because I know guys that they all they do is basically move, you know, Coyote loads all over the country because of the network, you know, that they have. Because you can pick up a lot of trailer in California and drop it in uh, in uh, Illinois, and because you guys don't have any trailers, that's what you do. You move, you know, those power units back and forth, and you make good money like that. But if they, you know, if they're not getting the freight, then, you know, those those loaded trailers, they're not going to give it to you. They're going to give it to the drivers that they have because, I mean, they don't want to lose the drivers. So, believe it or not, little by little, it, it creates a chain reaction and affects everybody. And that's how the uh, freight network works with some companies. They have so many freight that they cannot handle. And you will be like, well, I mean, I just move... Look, all the big companies, they have a network of freight. And sometimes they have so much freight they cannot handle. And they have to give it to the outside carriers. Because they don't have the capacity to move all the freight by themselves. 
So, but that's what's going on. I mean, the frame marker is down, and like I was saying before, this guy that was saying that you make a hundred thousand dollars. That's another thing that I forgot to say. <coughs> Explain me how you're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars in one month. Right now, the freight is not paying not even two dollars per mile, and then we're getting less than two dollars per mile, right? But on top of that, you have to pay almost four. What it depends on where you fuel four, four twenty nine, whatever the fuel price is in different state. You have to pay over four dollars for you know per gallon, and you're getting only two less than two dollars per mile. Explain me how you're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars in a in a month when you have to spend more money on fuel than what you're getting. So just think about that, because I mean. You have to be aware. I mean, if you're gonna get into a, if you're gonna get into a business, you need to find out about the business and how can you run your business to become successful. Because you're just not gonna get you're just not gonna get into a business and just oh, I'm just gonna buy a truck and a trailer and I'm gonna start moving loads. And like I explained to you guys before, <coughs> it doesn't work that way, okay? Because remember, if you're a new company, you get your own authority and you set up and you have everything. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to move freight for all the brokers. You're gonna be limited to some brokers, and the brokers they're gonna be able to move that you're gonna be able to move loads for them are the ones that don't pay more than dollar fifty per mile, and you know those guys they don't pay. And in this current situation, this guy's not even paying a dollar twenty a mile. And just imagine you want to buy a truck and a trailer and it costs one hundred and fifty thousand dollars just to get that equipment. Okay, and you're gonna start making, you know, and you're gonna start moving loads that pays lo less than dollar fifty per mile. How are you gonna make that money to pay for that equipment? So, this is what some guys don't understand. You need to, you know, look into the business you're gonna get into. See how you're gonna make that money. Okay, my advice to some guys: you wanna become an owner operator right now? Okay, this is this is the best advice that I can give you. You want to become an owner operator? Do not become an owner operator with your own authority. If you want to buy a truck, go work for a company that has the freight that can give you the miles, so you can survive. Not make money, so you can survive until this thing passes. Then, when when this passes and you can, you know, open your company, and then you can start make, you know, you can start making good money because, believe it or not. If you get your own authority right now, you're not gonna make any money. You're probably gonna end up losing your truck and your trailer. If you get into that, if you get into a uh, into a truck and a trailer right now, and do not fall for those uh, guys that call you. They say I'm gonna give you good loads, whatever you know. I get three dollars a mile. You know that's bullshit. Nobody's paying three dollars a mile right now. Nobody. Okay. So do not fall for those those people because all they want is that you want and get into a truck and a trailer, and they're gonna charge you that commission anyway. It doesn't matter, I man. You're gonna have to move whatever they give you. Plus, on top of that, they're gonna charge you that commission to get you that load. So do not fall for that either. Because, like I, like I said before, before you get into this industry, you need to learn about this industry, okay? And see if this industry is for you and you understand what's going on 
and where you're going to get the freight and how you're going to make the money because you're just not going to go open a you know a company and get an authority and have somebody getting you laws some guy that he claims he's a dispatcher and he's getting you a laws and, and then you pay more money than you're supposed to be paying but like I say I cannot stop anybody for you know doing whatever they're going to do but if you want to become an owner operator right now do your, do a research okay educate yourself about this industry before you made the decision to buy a truck because to buy a truck right now is basically you buying a house you're getting into a mortgage and I know some of you guys will be like well I mean I'm not paying for that the bank or the financial company is paying for that but yeah if you don't pay it what are they gonna do they're gonna come and repo that truck and a trailer and they're gonna mess up your credit so you're still gonna pay for that no matter what so your best your best bet is just educate yourself about this industry okay find out if you can make the money and if this industry is suitable for you and you can understand it and you can see because if the, the another thing is like if you don't know where you're gonna get the freight or where places you can go and get the best load that pays better then you're gonna be lost in this industry okay because let me put it this way uh, that's how is used to pay decent I'm not gonna say Florida because Florida has always been a consumer state Florida does not produce a lot of stuff the only way you can get good loads coming out of Florida is in the product season and uh, if you have a reefer if you don't have a reefer it's gonna be the same problem okay but like I said you need to educate yourself about this industry where you gotta go where you can you know because there might be a low that's you know you might see a low that says oh they lo- this low is paying three thousand dollars going to billing montana oh wow that's that's good money i'm gonna take it but then guess what you pick up the low that goes to billing montana then you're gonna you're gonna have to deadhead over almost 500 miles empty so you can get a low because there's nothing coming out of billing there's nothing coming out of montana period okay montana is worse than florida Montana has no prudent system. Montana has nothing coming out of there. Okay? So, you went to Helena, Montana. You went to Billy, Montana. Anywhere in Montana. And you're going to have to deadhead 500 miles all the way to Idaho. Because that's where you're going to be able to get a load coming out of Idaho. And if you, some of you guys don't know that, I mean, to run 500 miles empty, that's you losing money. Because whatever money, whatever profit you make going in, into Montana with that low, then half of that profit you're gonna have to burn it in fuel coming coming back down to uh, Idaho, so you can get another low. So that's that's stuff that you need to know. Because if you don't know that, then you're gonna, you're not gonna succeed in this business. And remember, this business generates a lot of money, and the ways. It generates the money it also can take it away okay you have to have a maintenance account a lot of people will be like why would I need a maintenance account if your truck broke down how are you gonna fix it 
well, I use my credit card. Well, okay, you use your credit card, then you're gonna have to pay the credit card. Then the broke down, the, the truck broke down next week, and you don't have a maintenance account. They're gonna keep using your credit card. There's gonna be a point the all your credit cards are gonna be maxed out, and you don't have any pennies saved for maintenance. And then what? Then you screw. But look, people, I've been in this industry for almost 20 years. Okay, and I've been through a lot, and I know right now the situation is not good for anybody. No one, look, there is not a truck driver that can come up here and claim that he's making good money. I mean, he might be able to say that to the guys that doesn't know anything, but as somebody that's been up here doing this for almost 20 years, no, you cannot bullshit me with that kind of stuff because. I know the system, I know the freight network, I know where you can get, you know, where you can make money, where you're gonna be a stack if you go over there, and you're not gonna bullshit me with that. So, believe it or not, there's a lot of fake actors up there, and some of these people are combined with some of these, uh, you know, companies that do leasing and, you know, sell trucks or whatever, because look, all the thing, the, another thing that you can do, I mean, that you cannot do that is bad for this business, go buy a truck that has over 500,000 miles. And I know some of you guys will be like, oh, no, man, that's, look, let me put it this way. If you're going to be operating over the road, a truck that has over 500,000 miles is a bad investment. Now, if you're going to buy that truck to where, like, say, Southeast region, Northeast region, and you're not going to go more than 300 miles, 500 miles right there and come back, okay, that might work. But that truck, over 500,000 miles, the reason the company they, they used to own that truck, you know, took him out of the uh, fleet was because he has too many miles and he's not going to be able to operate all over the United States and Canada. Because that truck is not going to take the heat. It has too many miles on it. I know some of you guys will be like, oh, well, I've been doing it. You'll be lucky. <clears throat> but it's not a good investment because when somebody, when those companies, you know, they took a truck out of their fleet, it's because that truck is giving them a lot of headache. Okay? And they're going to replace that truck with a new truck. Okay? You want to be over the road driver? You need a truck that has a less than 300,000 miles so you can make some money. Less than 300,000 miles. Don't get into a truck that has over 500,000 miles and thinking that truck is not going to give you any problems going from, you know, the East Coast to the West Coast. Because we're talking about almost 3,500 miles one way. You're going to blow that engine in two weeks. So, especially if you're carrying a load that is heavy. But... Like I said before, all I can all I can say is, you know, tell you the you know a little bit of the experience that I have because I've been through a lot in this industry. I know how it is to walk into a trucking company with only a hundred dollars in my pocket. Okay? And company that treats you like shit and excuse my language. And you know, you cannot live because you broke, you have no money, you can go nowhere. Now you're going to have to stay there for a couple of weeks so you can make some money and go work for another company. And the problem is, the moment you walk into these companies, 
okay? And the one of the uh, uh, the guys in orientation come out and says that we don't need you. We got more drivers than we had trucks. Believe me, that's not a good sign. And I know some of you guys will be like, yeah, that happens to me. Because I went, I walk into a lot of companies and I went to the orientation. And the first thing this come out, this guy don't even say good morning or how you guys doing nothing. He just will come and say like, we don't need you. We got more drivers than we had trucks. Okay. And in some cases, I saw some guys that stand up and said, if you don't need me, what the hell am I doing here? And then he's like, well, you know, it's like, you know, if you don't need me, I'm leaving. But those guys, and I found out that some of these guys, you know, they don't have to take the shit because they got some money safe, you know? And, but I would say out of one out of 10 drivers have money safe. The, 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 you know, the other nine guys are broke, can't leave, they can't do nothing, can't say nothing because they need the money, they need the job. And, you know, some companies, they'll do it. They will treat you like shit. Even when you're driving up there, I mean, you're trying to call your dispatcher, and your dispatcher, you probably never met that guy. You don't even know how he looks like, who is who you're talking to that just, you know, called you over the phone or send you a message on the clock and says, hey, this is P, whatever, and you know, dispatcher, whatever, and the guy is an asshole. You know? This is the industry. Welcome to the transportation industry. So, and some company claims that, oh, you know we're trying to you know treat our drivers the best we can and we treat you like family bullshit you know that's not true those companies they don't care about you you're just a number on the computer okay if your truck number is 34 that's what you are in the computer not number 34 and don't get me started with the home time some of these companies they, they don't want you to go home that you want they want you to stay up there for months but that's what's going on people so don't fall for that stuff that you know that you're going to make a lot of money if you become an owner operator right now because maybe in the future when things get better yeah but right now you're not going to make any money you're not going to make any money I promise you that you're not going to make any money right now because uh I don't know. I'm not even the big companies making money right now. But with the big companies, different. I mean, you, you know, they got 5,000 trucks and one of those trucks giving $50 a day or let's say $50, a, a, you know, a week. That's a lot of money they're making. And that's the way they see it. They see the volume. That's why they can't afford to be sometimes cheaper than the other companies so they can get a company out of circulation so they can get more freight. But... Well, folks, that's all I got for you today. Uh, I hope you guys be safe up there. Uh, don't get stressed. Uh, don't work too hard if you're not getting paid. And, you know, uh, like I said before, be careful up there this coming weekend. Because this coming week, because it's going to be a bliss. And the, the DOT is going to be, you know, looking for drivers that are overspeeding and, you know, for anything so they can get a reason to pull you over and uh, do a, a DOT inspection and trying to pull you out of service and you know give you some fines so be careful out there and uh, God bless you guys bye